Welcome to Music for Life, enhancing the Armstrong concert experience. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. In today's episode, we discuss a piano duo coming to Armstrong Auditorium Thursday, November 9th, from the top radio host and pianist, Christopher O'Reilly, as well as tango pianist, composer, and Latin Grammy winner, Pablo Ziegler. These two will perform music from the Nuevo Tango style, a style created by Astor Piazzolla, and a style for which Ziegler is the main representative. The duo will demonstrate this style of music on Armstrong Auditorium's two Hamburg Steinway pianos in a program titled Two to Tango. On this episode, I will also play interviews I conducted with each of these performers. So stick around for these interviews and this spotlight on our performers today on Music for Life. In a previous episode, I introduced you to an exciting style of music created in the 20th century called Nuevo Tango. It is a vibrant musical hybrid of Argentine tango music, American jazz, and European fine art music. The father of this style was Astor Piazzolla, who wrote over 1,000 works and whom we discussed at length on that previous episode. I played exclusively compositions from him to introduce our listeners to this style. Since Piazzolla's death in 1992, the chief representative for this style is now a pianist and composer by the name of Pablo Ziegler. Ziegler crossed paths with Piazzolla and Piazzolla's famous quintet in 1978, which we will hear about in the interview I conducted with him. As I stated in a previous episode, the collaboration between these two artistic geniuses helped shape the Nuevo Tango style into what we know it as today. As I stated last time, Piazzolla hired Ziegler because of his jazz background. Despite the improvisatory sound of some of Piazzolla's earlier music, he rarely ever improvised before forming the quintet. Ziegler brought this improvisatory element to the quintet, and Piazzolla coached the pianist on how to make his improvisations sound less like jazz and fit more into the Nuevo Tango style. Ziegler was with Piazzolla's quintet for over a decade and appeared on its most iconic recordings. Piazzolla disbanded the quintet in 1989 due to health problems. Just before Piazzolla's death, Ziegler formed his own quartet and has ever since been helping to further redefine and reimagine the bounds of this modern art form. To introduce you to his compositions, I want to play one of his more well-known ones, Buenos Aires Report. This is from the Grammy-nominated album Amsterdam Meets New Tango, where he played with the Metropole Orchestra, conducted by Jules Buckley.
was Buenos Aires Report, composed by Pablo Ziegler. The composer was the pianist in that performance with the Metropole Orchestra, conducted by Jules Buckley. It was from a Grammy-nominated album, Amsterdam Meets New Tango, released in 2013. Since 1991, Ziegler has produced 10 albums and won a Latin Grammy for one of them. In 1994, he turned his quartet into a quintet, much like Piazzolla's quintet, piano, bandoneon, electric guitar, bass, and drums. In the mid-1990s, Ziegler started working with another pianist, Emmanuel Axe, exploring this style on two pianos. Their album, Los Tangueros, was released in 1996, a track from which we will play a little later. But before we talk about his two piano work, here is a track from his most recent album, Jazz Tango. This track is called Muchacha de Buedo. Thank you. 
That was Pablo Ziegler's composition, Muchacha de Buedo, performed by his jazz tango trio in his most recent album, Jazz Tango. In addition to Ziegler at the piano, it featured Hector Del Curto on the bandoneon and Claudio Ragazzi on the guitar. We are discussing Pablo Ziegler on today's program in the lead-up to his two-piano concert with Christopher O'Reilly at Armstrong Auditorium on November 9th. I was recently able to speak with Pablo on the phone, an interview I will share with you here. I'd like to talk to you first about your early experiences with music. Can you talk about what got you started? Okay, when I was three or four years old, my parents used to like going to movies. One day after coming back from a movie theater, my mother saw me play in a music I heard from the movie on my grandmother's piano. <laughs> she probably saw that I had some talent and she took me to a music conservatory. Finally, I entered the conservatory in between four and five years old and I studied classical music for 10 years until I got my title as a piano professor and I won the gold medal that allowed me to have a scholarship to continue my study for piano competitions. Your training was largely classical to that yes, point. Yes, of course. And what That's... inspired you to start exploring different styles and even fusing those styles with classical? Yeah, my background is completely classical music, but I discovered jazz music when I was a teenager through a recording of Duke Ellington that one of my friends gave me. Since then, I fell in love with jazz music, and I started playing both classical and jazz. And for me, it was something natural to fuse classical and jazz music. And in that way, I was playing with, a, I had a piano trio, you know, piano bass and drums, and I, could, I did some orchestration from the Greek piano concerto with my jazz trio. And the trio became very successful. Playing that music at that time. So you were fusing these styles by arranging the, you said, the Grieg piano concerto for piano, bass, and drums. Yeah, it was very, very tough. But we did it. It was fantastic. And you said it was very successful where it was performed? Yeah, yeah. I was, at that moment, I was playing that uh, Buenos Aires TV uh, channel. Wow. It's a television. <laughs> and, and everybody said, well, who's this guy? <laughs> but, no, because at that time I received uh, some LP from France with a guy that was playing Bach, and, and I that immediately, because my my classical background, my jazz background, I had the idea to do something, not Bach, but more contemporary composer like Greek or Debussy or Ravel, even some, some one of the pieces of Arthur Birola. That's what I did. So that arrangement led to other arrangements? Yes, different arrangements, more jazzy arrangements. And what were some of the other fusions or arrangements you were doing? Oh, after that, finally, I met in 1978. I received a phone call from Biazola because I was playing in a lot of concerts in Buenos Aires. In one of the concerts, I was playing in the first part of the concert that at the same night I was playing Piazzolla Quintet. I was thinking that probably one of the, the guys, I think the guitar player, he came earlier, and he was there listening to that music. Probably he was telling Astor about my, 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 my skills or whatever. No? After several years, 
finally, Piazzolla called me. It was for me, it was a big surprise. Hmm. And, uh, and I said, when I met him, I, I told him, listen, I'm not, I am, I am not a tango player. No, he said, no, for that reason I called you. <laughs> because I need something different in my group, no? And finally, we was playing together since 1978 to 1989, 11 years. So you were discovered by Piazzolla. You were not a tango pianist at that time, but he was obviously exactly. on the vanguard of this new movement, uh, this tango nuevo movement. Exactly. Before we talk about your work, more of your specific work with uh, Piazzolla, could you talk about what the tango nuevo style is? Okay, Nuevo Tango, Tango Nuevo, no, New Tango, is a style that Piazzolla creates. It's, it is a fusion of tango, classical music, and jazz music. It has a structure of classical music because Astor studied composition with, uh, first with Alberto Ginastera, and after that um, with Nigel Bollinger in Paris. Hmm. In the other side, his music is uh, like a chamber music with the aroma of Buenos Aires. The jazz part really started because I asked after if I could improvise inside his music. And he said, yes, of, of course, okay. <laughs> and through 11 years of collaboration with Astor, Nuevo Tango made a significant development. When I joined Piazzolla Quintet, all the parts were written. And there was not improvisation inside that. But through the years, we were improvising between Astor, me, guitar player, and all the, all the guys from the quintet. And Astor was delighted about the evolution that we created together. Huh? He was uh, writing a lot of different arrangements, more contemporary, less contemporary. And finally, he created this kind of chamber quintet, no? Right. Like uh, like Bandonia and a string quartet, something like that. Right. And the arrangement wasn't that way. You know, it's incredible, incredible, incredible genius guy. You know? Also, um, Piazzolla, he started in that quintet for the very first time to improvise too. You no, know? I remember when I started to improvise, he said, "Pablo, that first part that you played was too jazzy, and the second part was more tango, new tango style." And that's what I did. I tried to improvise to to have our skills uh, improvising a new tango style. And finally, through the years, it's kind of idea that I have, <laughs> playing piano, playing new tango music in the, in the piano. Right. So you brought an improvisatory aspect to the piano yes. component mm-hmm. of the new, new tango. Yes. And, and, he, and he coached you in what was appropriate <laughs> for the tango yes. style versus yes. a yes. jazz exactly. style. Exactly. I was improvising jazz, okay, but uh, I changed completely my style, completely my style from jazz to new tango. Now I, I, my improvisation sounds like more with the Buenos Aires aroma, with uh, tango music. That's what I did. And you are a composer in the yes. tango nuevo style, is that correct? Yes, I compose hundreds of music from movie, theater, television, before joining Picasola Quintet. Mm-hmm. But now, after that, I compose music from Buenos Aires. That This identity was built because of the collaboration with Astor. He advised me a lot about that. 
And so now you're collaborating with another great pianist, a, a classical pianist, Christopher yes. O'Reilly. What sparked the idea to collaborate with him? Our first encounter was through my first album that, for two pianos that I did uh, with Piazzolla Pieces that I did with Emmanuel Lacks in 1995 through Sony Classical. Hmm. Emmanuel at that time was very busy and my producer recommended uh, Christopher to perform the same program together. And Sony Classical gave us the permission and we have been we have been performing from 1996, and two years ago, we we were recording another album, two pianos album, mostly with my compositions, mm-hmm. and some, some one of the iconic Piazzolla compositions. Mm. And now, uh, when I became, two years ago, I had the idea to do another two piano album with the support of Stangway. Now, we are playing... Mostly my compositions and some some of the iconic pieces. Right. What does Christopher O'Reilly bring to the piano duo? Christopher already knew Piazzolla music uh, in the very beginning, and he was open to a new program. Some classical pianist pianist gets scared to play all the tango because <laughs> it has a different way of accent, phrasing, and rhythm. Uh-huh. He is a very talented guy and, and very open-minded classical pianist. And we have a great partnership, not only just as a musician. We became friends, very good friends. I'm so grateful that he fell in love with Piazzolla and my music. Awesome. Now, the the quintet that you played uh, Nuevo Tango uh, with mm-hmm. Piazzolla, you said was it was piano and bandoneon. Piano, bandoneon, violin, bass, and guitar. Right. And so what you're doing now is you're doing the same kind of music, but you're doing it with two pianos instead. Yeah, I have, I have different kind of groups. No? I have a quartet with a bandoneon cello and bass. I have a trio with a piano, bandoneon, and guitar. One is a little more classical, and the other one is more, a little more jazzy. No? Okay. I play also as a soloist, bringing my music. Sometimes conducting my music too, and coaching all the orchestral musicians. What is the, the way to play this music? No, because it's for classical musicians, you know, Piazzolla's music went more to the classical side than the jazz side. There's mm-hmm. not too much jazz musician playing Piazzolla, but there's a lot of people in the classical way, in the classical, in the classical way, playing Piazzolla's music. No? That's incredible. Yes, and so you're arranging this for all sorts of different groupings of instruments, but what does yes. having two pianos make possible for this style? What uniqueness does that bring? Because uh, music and astral music is very symphonic. That means it's perfect for orchestra. Two pianos make it possible to play orchestrated pieces. Hmm. And that's what we do. The best part of two pianos is the transparency between two pianists playing this music that is usually performed by my ensemble or orchestra. So the the range of the piano, plus there being two pianos, gives you more of that symphonic uh, palette. Symphonic, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Very good. Describe the program specifically that you'll be performing at Armstrong Auditorium on November 9th. We will be performing the program mostly with my compositions and some, some one of the iconic pieces by Piazzolla. There will be a variety of pieces, including Argentinian ballad, uh, energetic pieces with different rhythms. <laughs> Always is uh, like a conversation in, in between the two pianos, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes one of the piano plays the rhythm part, the other piano plays the melodies or the phrasings, and in the reverse. No? The, the music is like a, a circle in between uh, Christopher and me. No? Right, and sometimes one of you will slap the piano up on the wood to create a rhythmic effect, perhaps? Yes, sometimes we should, you use also the piano creating some percussion, no? Right. Slap the piano in the sides or inside, whatever. I create uh, hmm. some. In the Piazzolla Quintet, we, we were creating a lot of rhythm, uh, percussion, physics mm-hmm. in between the piano, the bandoneon, the violin, the bass, slapping sides. Uh, that that was really, really interesting. <laughs> so that will be very interesting for someone who, if they've only seen the piano played in the very traditional sense of playing the keys, yeah, yeah. to course. see you up yeah. there playing it in unique ways. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And what is it about this particular program that excites you the most? I'm excited to perform this program, this program because it will illustrate life of Buenos Aires. A lot of romance melancholy life of urban city, dance between people, and the audience will be able to experience a journey to Buenos Aires through his music. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so very much for your time, Pablo. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much.
You are listening to Music for Life. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. This is KPCG. In today's episode, we are discussing a piano duo coming to Armstrong Auditorium Thursday, November 9th. From the top radio host and pianist Christopher O'Reilly, as well as tango pianist, composer, and Latin Grammy winner Pablo Ziegler. These two will perform music from the Nuevo Tango style, demonstrating the style of music on Armstrong Auditorium's two Hamburg Steinway pianos in a program titled Two to Tango. We just heard an interview with Pablo Ziegler, the main ambassador for this style of music, and after that interview, I played a track from his album Los Tangueros, where he collaborated with internationally renowned pianist Emmanuel Axe. So that was an example of the two-piano style of tango playing, though it featured a different partner with Mr. Ziegler than we will see on our stage at Armstrong. Pablo Ziegler will join famed pianist Christopher O'Reilly on November 9th. The two have been working together for a few years now and have a new album coming out together, a track from which I will play at the end of today's program. So let's talk a little about the other half of this duo, Christopher O'Reilly. Mr. O'Reilly is known to millions as the host of NPR's From the Top. Now, in its 15th year on air, O'Reilly introduces the next generation of classical music stars to almost a million listeners each week. He performs around the world and has garnered widespread praise for his untiring efforts to reach new audiences. His website says he, quote, has performed as soloist with virtually all of the major American orchestras, including the New York Philharmonic, Los Angeles Philharmonic, Philadelphia Orchestra, Chicago Symphony, National Symphony, and San Francisco Symphony. In addition, O'Reilly has performed recitals throughout North America, Europe, and Australia. Living by the Duke Ellington adage, there are only two kinds of music, good music and bad, O'Reilly, a proponent of the former in all of its guises, has received the prestigious Avery Fisher Career Grant and an equally coveted four-star review from Rolling Stone magazine. O'Reilly strives to introduce new audiences to classical music with an almost missionary zeal by performing piano arrangements of music by Radiohead, Elliot Smith, Pink Floyd and Nirvana alongside traditional classical repertoire. And that was a quote from his bio on his website. So that's a little about Christopher O'Reilly. And I was recently able to speak with Mr. O'Reilly over the phone. Most people will know you from your radio program from the top. Could you talk a little bit about this program, which promotes the up and coming youth of the music world? Um, We've been on the air about 18 years. Uh, It's a uh, forum for young classical musicians. Uh, It was thought that young athletes going to uh, state finals or maybe the Olympics even had lavished on them or got a lot of attention. And we felt that uh, young classical musicians toiling away in uh, obscurity uh, needed the same kind of uh, spotlight, <laughs> deserved the same kind of spotlight because it's the same kind of dedication and the same kind of energy and uh, devotion and uh, uh, also, just going with the sports analogy, the idea of, of giving of giving of oneself to a greater enterprise, uh, like being an orchestra or a string quartet or a, a chorus, where you have kids who don't even plan on becoming musicians but gain a great deal, uh, are empowered by the citizenship and, uh, again, giving of oneself to a greater good. Uh, that being in a musical ensemble uh, engenders. So, uh, yeah, there, and there have been um, enormous numbers of kids, thousands of kids who have been on the show. And uh, what's really been amazing to us over the 18 years is that uh, 
uh, regardless of public school involvement in music education, um, there is not a corner of this country that doesn't have uh, at its beck and call the, uh, the forces of private music instructors that can give one a world-class musical education uh, on whatever instrument you choose. So that's, that's really been quite a, a heartening experience. And you are the one hosting the program, obviously, and even playing for the uh, musicians who require a collaboration with piano. Is that correct? Yes. And what is that like to collaborate with these 14, 15-year-old, you know, 18-year-old uh, prodigies? Well, they've, um, you know, been asked to choose their favorite five minutes of music to play. And um, so my job, uh, I feel, is to make them play at their best. And to my mind, that uh, involves giving them the opportunity to play in as free and as personal a style as uh, as they would like to do. This is probably not an experience that they were um, anticipating, but I think uh, it, it helps me as a musician to be able to put myself at the whim of our young musicians, like dancing with four different partners on each show. <laughs> and um, and so I, you know, I, I gain a great deal from their own sensibilities and, and tend to add them to my own. Working as a solo pianist, even... Uh, these many years on, uh, I'm always uh, looking for new ideas, and they all have their distinct personalities and distinct things that we can all learn from. Definitely. And let's talk about your experience as a solo pianist. What got you started into music when you were younger? I was four years old when my mother taught me how to read, and the kindergarten I went to, uh, St. Athanasius, uh, the nuns thought that I was going to be bored get into trouble, and they didn't want any troublemakers. <laughs> so uh, it was an ultimatum. I was uh, offered French lessons or piano lessons, and I still remember my first lesson, and uh, I'm still learning. Awesome. You've been trained as a classical pianist, obviously, but you ventured into other styles. What are some other styles that you major in, you could say? Well, that that was part of my early upbringing. I... Uh, started getting into rock music. My sister introduced me to the Beatles. I was a thoroughgoing classical pianist, even at that very young age. But I eventually started listening to pop music. And so uh, I went into rock music and then jazz rock. And so when I went to New England Conservatory of Music in Boston, uh, I had already started playing jazz professionally. And at that point, entering the school, I had the idea of pursuing both jazz and classical, but pretty soon figured out that it was, for me, more challenging to reinvigorate the classical works. Uh, so I never really stopped listening to all kinds of different types of music, but um, it was something that I wanted to concentrate on. And you ventured into the Nuevo Tango style of piano now, uh, collaborating with Pablo. Could you talk about how you got started with that? Well, uh, I remember back uh, when I was in school, it was probably in the 80s, a friend of mine had been the clarinetist of the Sao Paulo Orchestra in Brazil, and he brought back a little cassette recording of this music that I'd never heard before, and it was Astor Piazzolo's New Tango Quintet with Pablo as pianist, and I fell in love with the music and uh, went to 
whatever lengths I could to to play it. There was only at the time there was the the grand tango for cello and piano and a couple of published piano preludes of Fiatzola. Um, so and I actually did get to see the new tango quintet in New York at the Beacon Theater. So I've at that point collected all of the live recordings available of Pablo and Piazzolla. So uh, it was a, a long-standing interest in the music. And so many years later, uh, I was contacted by the producer of Pablo's record uh, that he did of two piano tangos with Emmanuel Axe entitled Los Tangueros. And Sony Classical had, had put out the record and Atre Strata was the producer with whom I'd worked on other projects. And he asked me, seeing as Emmanuel Axe was busy enough doing Emmanuel Axe things and was unable to tour the record, uh, whether I'd be interested in doing so. And I jumped at the chance and and haven't looked back. Uh, I still remember, you know, meeting Pablo in the basement of uh, the New York Steinway building. And uh, that was one of the few places we had at our disposal to rehearse to piano music. And he really taught me the style. There was a great deal to be learned. Uh, There is an element of American jazz, uh, not in terms of improvisation, but in terms of harmony. And everything else comes directly from the dance itself. American jazz has kind of a a heady, sort of smart-alecky kind of sense of it. And <laughs> so there was a sort of a cleverness about American jazz that really had nothing to do with the earthiness and the well-rooted uh, sound of Nuevo Tango and, and tango in general. So Pablo has always instilled that in me uh, as well. There's a great, as it is a written music, there is still a great deal of freedom in terms of expression. There's a little bit of improvisation, and Pablo does does most of that, you know, handily uh, in his part. But there's a fair amount of freedom in terms of expression, and so that's something that uh, entails a great deal of sensitivity between the two players. So that's something that we've, you know, that we've worked on and we've come to really love playing together. Pablo is really the pianist in the world that I most like playing two piano music with. Mm. And you touched on it there a little bit, but uh, with him contributing the improvisatory elements and that type of thing, but could you elaborate more on what each of you contribute to this piano duo? Well, you know, it's really Pablo's deal. I mean, Pablo did the arrangements, and uh, many years ago it was exclusively Piazzolla's music, and now it's almost predominantly uh, Pablo's own music. So he's produced the works themselves, the arrangements themselves, and uh, the occasional improvisation. So it's it's really uh, a showcase for our collaboration, but to my mind it's really a, a showcase for, you know, the, the greatest living Nuevo Tango purveyor. And what excites you most about this particular program coming to Armstrong Auditorium on November 9th? Well, I think the general trajectory of the duo, as I say, you know, that we started out playing a lot of Piazzolla with a smattering of Ziegler, and now we get to introduce, uh, and also thanks to our our new recording out on Steinway Alp, um, we have the opportunity to show the world, you know, what a great composer of, of this music that Pablo is. Well, thank you very much for your time, Mr. O'Reilly. I really appreciate this, and we are very much looking forward to having you at Armstrong here in just a little bit. Can't wait. Thanks for the call. 
You are listening to Music for Life. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. This is KPCG. In today's episode, we have been discussing a piano duo coming to Armstrong Auditorium Thursday, November 9th. From the top radio host and pianist Christopher O'Reilly, as well as tango pianist, composer, and Latin Grammy winner Pablo Ziegler. These two will perform music from the Nuevo Tango style, demonstrating the style of music on Armstrong Auditorium's two Hamburg Steinway pianos in a program titled Two to Tango. More information about this event can be found at armstrongauditorium.org. You can like Armstrong Auditorium on Facebook, or you can follow it on Twitter at armstrongaud. You can also like Music for Life on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Music for Life PCG. We will also include information about these upcoming concerts in our show notes on iTunes and SoundCloud. We just heard a phone interview I conducted with Christopher O'Reilly, and earlier we heard one with Pablo Ziegler. To conclude today's program, I want to play a recording of both pianists playing together. This is from their soon-to-be-released album, Tango Nuevo. I hope you enjoy this track, Places, and I hope to see you soon at Armstrong.
You have been listening to Music for Life, a production of KPCG 101.3 on the FM dial in Edmond, Oklahoma. From the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus, I'm Ryan Malone. Thanks for joining me.